This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I hope you got blue sky where you are. It's pouring down right. So I got my got my hot tub. They showed up this morning. Uh, Georgia Spa Company, they, they put it in. It's a saltwater hot tub called an Envoy. It's got all these massagers and therapeutic massage started pouring down rain and I had to leave the poor guys. I almost was late to work this morning trying to get to the office. Uh, when I did it out of my house, it was easy. I could have just walked inside, but now that I got an office, I had to get there. And then I got stuck in the parking garage on a phone call, literally sat in my chair about five minutes ago. But I know what I'm going to talk about. I've got news for you. So there's this piece in The Guardian today, Robert Reich. We remember Robert Reich. Robert Rice Reich is a reliably progressive economist. He worked for Bill Clinton. He was the what uh, e- economic advisor for Bill Clinton, uh, reliably on the left, views the world from the left, and he just can't figure out uh, why people don't like this economy. He, he writes this, it's a Goldilocks economy, not too hot to spur inflation, not too cool to invite recession. On Friday, the Labor Department announced the U.S. economy added 209,000 jobs. It was the 30th consecutive month of job gains. The unemployment rate dipped to 3.6%. Last Thursday, we learned the U.S. economy grew at an annualized 2% rate in the first quarter. That's well above economists' expectations of 1.4%. But if you haven't received the news, you're not alone. Good economic news doesn't make it through the negative sludge of Fox News or Newsmax. It barely gets through the mainstream media. You want some additional good news? In the four years of Donald Trump's administration, total investment on manufacturing grew by 5%. Joe Biden's more than doubled it, creating 800,000 manufacturing jobs. It's good news, but 74% of Americans say they're on the wrong track. So what is this? You don't need a rocket scientist to explain this to you. And this is probably the big issue of our day. And the left makes a class argument. uh, The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. I would phrase it differently. And frankly, so I I, I had a, a 
moment of some controversy over the weekend, I put up a tweet about, well, there's growing frustrations on the DeSantis team. I'm on these five different group chats. These guys don't agree on anything. They've got all sorts of diagnoses. Uh, they're all frustrated with DeSantis. All of them want to want him to bail on the uh, chief strategist for his super PAC, which he can't really do. It's a separate group. Uh, I, I'm not that concerned. He's seven weeks in. He's got time to shift. But this is ripe for a message that no candidate, him, Tim Scott, none of them are are getting and advocating. This is not the problem here is not that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. That's the way everybody frames this, and I disagree. The problem is that, yes, the rich are getting richer, but they've gamed the system. It's not that the poor are getting poorer. It's that the poor have no opportunity to get rich. This is something Donald Trump himself tapped into. This is the message that the Republican campaign should go with. If Ron DeSantis wants a compelling message that's not about pro-Florida, and all Florida, as, as I wrote today, the people in Iowa and Ohio, they don't care about Florida. They don't want to be Florida. They want to know what is Ron DeSantis going to do for them if he wants a clarifying message. The message is very simply that in this country, this country has always been great because David always had the opportunity to slay Goliath. And now the left through regulation and litigation and and controlling the access of powers and controlling the levers of the cultural institutions, they have ensured that David cannot slay Goliath. David can't even get close to Goliath with a rock because Goliath is now surrounded by lawyers, litigators, regulators, the government, the IRS, the EPA. You cannot succeed in this country anymore unless you're already from success because of what the left has done. The left is all about spreading the social safety net. They want you piled up on the social safety net and kept comfortable so long as you don't compete with them. Do you really think Tim Cook of Apple is on the left? He's not on the right. Elon Musk says all of these right-wing things, but dude is kowtowing to China. He's liberally economically. Look at all the major corporate institutions of this country, and they align with the left. They like the regulation because they don't want you to be able to compete. David can't slay Goliath. David goes to jail for trying to slay Goliath. It's why Donald Trump resonated so much with the, the middle class in rural America. These people are the ones who are being put upon, and they don't see the success of America. They don't feel the success of America. This is one of those things Republicans and Democrats sometimes have a very hard time recognizing. When you feel like the economy is working for you, you assume everyone else feels it as well. Well, if you're in Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia, where every major Fortune 500 company now has an office and spins lavishly, of course you feel like the economy is working. And it's not a coincidence the major members of the media are in Washington, D.C. and New York City. And their economy, it seems to be working. Now, pay no attention to the subway crime and the violence. They seem to be getting rich. Therefore, the economy must be working. But if you're in Akron, Ohio, or Dayton, Ohio, you're in Dubuque, you're in Des Moines, you're in Cedar Springs, you're in Milledgeville, Georgia, you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is the economy really working for you? And the problem here is that the left wants to use the metrics 
and they don't want to use the actual stories of people trying to buy groceries because it's still really damn expensive to buy groceries in America right now thanks to this Biden economy they tell us is so good. It's expensive to try to get your kids out of the failing public schools the left doesn't want you to get out of and send your kids to a private school where they can get a good education. And you're spending your money now on an education. You pay taxes for an education and your kids can't go get a good education from the public school because they're learning about their bonus holes if they're a girl. They're not learning to read and write. They're learning how to determine whether they're a boy or a girl. So you got to pay money, even though your taxpayer dollars go to the public school, you got to pay money to get your kid educated. And the left wants you to believe the economy is good. But is it good for you? By the metrics, it's good for you. Except... When you've had 8% inflation and now you've got 3% inflation, it doesn't mean that wages fell by 5%. It means they've only just gone up three more percent instead of 8% again. So every prices are still going up. Has your wage kept up? The data says your wage is getting close to catching up, but it might not be catching up. But in the meantime, all of the expenses that you have. You want to get your kid educated outside of the public school system you're already paying for so that your kid can actually learn to read and write? Well, you got to shell out money for that. You want to get your kid into a school and you're not a legacy kid. You're not from the Ivy League. You don't have the connections of the Ivy Leaguers to get into school. Well, you got to hire your kids tutors. They got to do ACT and SAT prep because the public schools and even a lot of the private schools aren't keeping up with the ability to do it. You want to go on vacation? Well, good luck going on vacation right now. And then the left wants you to pay a carbon offset on your ticket price just to be able to go somewhere. Your costs are going up. The burdens of daily life are going up. And you're an entrepreneur and you want to grow a business and you can't because the government is going to regulate you out of existence because you might one day get big enough to compete with an Amazon or an Apple or some other company, and they can't let you do that because those companies are prime generators for the economy right now. It's hard to be an average American. If you're among the elite, if you're among the privileged few, it's very easy. You don't just have income, you have access. And if you're not an entrepreneur, you just want to be a good worker bee for the Fortune 500 and rise through the ranks, good for you. Take your DEI classes, learn to tell the difference between male, female, and non-binary, learn to speak woke, and you too can rise in the corporation. But you want to take on that corporation, you want to be an inventor, you want to be a small businessman, the government is coming for you. The burdens on the small businessman the burdens on the entrepreneur, the burdens on the the individual workers, the independent contractors, the electricians and plumbers who now have to cover the costs of the student loans of, of the rich kids who went to law school and live in mommy and daddy's basement and are subsidized. Well, the Supreme Court says you don't have to, but you know they're going to find a way to still make you, the guy who didn't go to college, cover the costs of the guy who did. And the left doesn't understand, why don't you feel like the economy is good? Why don't you feel like the economy is good? Y'all, there's a message there for one of these Republican candidates. There's a message there for one of them. The left talks about the Republicans being the party of the rich. Who has Hollywood on their side? Who has the CEOs of the Fortune 500 on their side? It sure as hell is not the Republicans. 
Tim Cook is not a Republican donor. His company is now worth $3 trillion. But there's also something else there. Among these companies that have gotten so large, many of them now and bought by private equity, their idea is that uh, the government or, or the economy, it's all about making money. It's not about providing a good service. It's not about providing a, a good widget. It's about making money. The business of business is now making money, not providing a good or service for which you get money. Money used to be the byproduct of the economy. And now for a lot of these major companies that fund the Democratic Party, it's all about the money. It's not about the workers. The workers are disconnected from their employment. The workers are expendable these days. The workers are just a new widget. It's why they advanced Common Core. They wanted the workers of America to just be good little worker bees for the Fortune 500, not to become entrepreneurs, not to have the knowledge to compete, not to have the knowledge to be successful, but just to work for the Fortune 500. And the left has done this. This is social policy from the left. The right didn't do these things. The right was fighting Common Core. The right was fighting for deregulation. The left wants you to believe that regulation is good and deregulation is bad. But David can't slay Goliath because of all the regulations because David can't afford Goliath's lawyers to navigate the regulatory picture. And then the patent rules and the software copyright rules and all those things. It's too expensive and burdensome for the innovator and the entrepreneur. You are disincentivized from competing. Surely some Republican somewhere can articulate this message and, and make this a critique of the left's overall policies and not just of the Biden administration, but of the federal bureaucracy, of the Fortune 500. Right now, the media is wringing their hands. Why don't you ungrateful people understand the economy is successful? Why don't you recognize Joe Bidenomics economy is so awesome for you? Why are you too ungrateful? Because you've been brainwashed by Fox News. You're listening to Fox News and you just don't get it. Except you do. You're not feeling it. This is Chuck Todd from this weekend on, MS, on, on Meet the Press. The American public is not feeling it. Just 34% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy in a recent AP poll that was released at the end of June. And only 20% of voters believe the nation is on the right track. Though voters have not felt good about the direction of the country for over a decade. And Biden is trying to persuade voters that the economy is better than they think it is. Except it's not outside of Washington and New York and Los Angeles, it's not good in middle America. They're trying to drive up your prices, put you in an electric car that you can't drive anywhere useful. Your grocery prices are still too high. And if you try to compete, the regulators come down on you and shut you and your business down. And you can't educate your school in a public school that your taxpayer money is already paying for because they're done with educating your kid. They want to indoctrinate your kid into sexuality. So you got to pay extra to send your kid to private school to get a good education. Some Republican somewhere, perhaps a governor of a large state in the South, like Florida, could and should articulate this economic message. The time is right. It's not that the poor are getting poorer as the rich are getting richer. It's that the rich have now gamed the system with the help of the Democrats to ensure the poor and middle class can't even compete to get ahead. David can't slay Goliath. Calvin Coolidge said the business of government was leveling the playing field. The Democrats have tilted the playing field for their donors and now punish anyone who tries to level the playing field. That's why Americans don't feel like Joe Biden's economy is doing anything for them.
Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, this story, well, it broke my heart and now it gets to break your heart. 31-year-old father of four from Alexandria, Virginia, was gunned down Monday morning. He was finishing a, a late shift driving for Lyft, the Uber competitor. Nazrat Ahmedyar's wife wanted him to come home after a night out with friends, but told her rent was due soon, so he needed to keep working right before he was shot and killed in his car. He had been an interpreter for the United States in Afghanistan, was able to get out on the last plane out of Kabul when it fell to the Taliban, and sadly died in Washington, D.C., trying to build his life. He was the sole provider for his wife and four children, ranging in ages 13 years to 15 months, and was sending money home to family in Afghanistan as well. He served as an interpreter alongside U.S. Army Special Forces in Afghanistan and escaped as the Biden administration handed over um, Kabul to the Taliban. That's just... Sad, um, just sad. Come to this country because we give up on your country and then you die here instead of there. Um, I just, uh, the, Joe Biden has never been held accountable for what happened. Never held accountable for that. And he should. The voters should do it. Uh, and, and hopefully some Republican candidate in the general election will make it an issue if Joe Biden makes it to the general election. Boy, the Democrats are doing what they can to to now start throwing op at, uh, oppo at Joe and start trying to get him to not run more than one term. We'll get into that in a little bit. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They're doing what they can to make sure Joe Biden only serves one term, whether he stays on the ballot or not. If you go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today, you can sign up uh, with Americans for Prosperity. They're not actually per se campaign activists. They are issues advocates, and they want you to be one for the conservative movement, for the right of center movement, for limited government, free markets, and free people. You should consider signing up with Americans for Prosperity. Learn how to be a better conservative activist. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. Uh, you can learn how to reach out to your neighbors and persuade them limited government is the best idea. Learn how to go to your city council, your board of uh, education, your state legislature, and advocate for small government solutions. In fact, they've had over 300 legislative wins in just the last state legislative session alone. They've got over 4 million activists on their side, 36 organized states. They're organizing in the others. Be a part of this movement. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Go learn to be a more effective advocate for limited government, free markets, and free people with Americans for Prosperity. Greetings, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the phone, let's go first up today to Gracie. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Um, back in the Trump years, we heard from Fox News personalities that during the Russian collusion mess, the big story was about to break. They were on to a huge truth bomb. And, and the listener, the viewers, they just got strung along and it never did happen. Now we're being fed all the Biden crime family corruption stuff. Do you think, and, and 
the likes of Bill O'Reilly and what have you are also, oh, they're talking to somebody big in D.C. The next truth bomb is going to be landed. Do you think the Biden family is actually going to be charged, or what would it take for all the mechanisms, the establishment, to actually reveal the truth if there are crimes? Um, I, I am skeptical, which is why I try not to talk about it a lot and lead people on. Um, I, so here, here's the thing. It's like reality TV. Uh, if you if you know anything about reality TV, whether it's the Real Housewives show or, or Survivor or whatever, uh, they they build narratives into the story to string along the viewers and the listeners. And they're all premised on truth. There's all a basis of truth. Uh, but in fact, it's to build a soap opera out of reality. So uh, is there truth to Hunter Biden getting money from abroad? Absolutely. Is there truth to uh, the Biden family clearly trading on Joe Biden's name and access? Absolutely. Um, but are the the actual explicit ties to Joe Biden there? I don't know. But we keep being promised whistleblowers who then disappear. Um, it, it, my big issue uh, very precisely is that uh, I think the news networks on all sides do this intentionally to tell a story, to bring people along, and they never actually deliver the bill of goods. Uh, Hillary Clinton is not in jail. Some of you listening right now chanted, lock her up. They never did, but that's what they want to do to Donald Trump. At the same time, though, uh, liberals have been promising people forever Donald Trump was going to get perk-walked and mug-shotted and, and be in jail. He's not there yet, and there is no mug-shot. Both sides have started doing this, and it's all about stringing you along, promising you a bill of goods to keep you engaged, to keep you angry, to keep you feeling like justice is not yet done, et cetera, et cetera. I try real hard to avoid that on this program. You can listen to a lot of conservative talk radio, and they will tell you what all the conservative talk radio shows are telling you about the, the Biden crime family, about it, what the whistleblowers are telling you. It's only a matter of time before they lock him up, and I'll believe it when I see it. I, I, re, I really will, because we've been down this road before. That's not to say there's not corruption. That's not to say there aren't crimes. That's not to say there's not impropriety. I'm sure there is. But the extent of it, the nature of it, um, the pervasiveness of it, all those things are debatable, frankly. All those things are debatable. Uh, and they are debatable because a, you're getting one side of the story. You're, you're getting the side most damaging to Biden. If you're watching Fox News, Newsmax, the others, you're getting the side most favorable to Biden. If you're watching CNN and MSNBC. But what's the actual truth? And so here's my rule of thumb. And, and Gracie, I know you, you didn't mean to get me off on a complete tangent, but here's the tangent we are. And, and this is what I want to tell you all. And this is where I get hate mail from a lot of people on my side who get frustrated with me because they go to all the other outlets and they hear something and they come to me and I'm I'm more cautious or don't quite put it that way. I'm old enough to know when I hear a story that confirms all of my priors, Everything I want to believe in this story is true, and here comes the whistleblower to tell me it is exactly as I believe without anything to dispute it. That should be a red flag to you and to me 
because rarely is the world that black and white. Whether you're on the left or you're on the right, this is what they did with Trump for years. Look at the Russia collusion story. The left wanted to believe that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia. They wanted to believe that Donald Trump Jr. and Donald Trump's team were knowingly meeting with Russian operatives in Trump Tower, plotting the downfall of Hillary Clinton. They wanted to believe it. And every story that came out from MSNBC checked all the boxes for them. Everything they wanted to believe was true was true. All of the whistleblowers told them it was all true, and it turned out not to be. There are people to this day on the left who are fundamentally convinced that Joe Biden or that that Donald Trump is a Russian agent, worked with the Russians, and knowingly and willfully took information from Russia to undermine Hillary Clinton. And it's simply not true, but they believe it because MSNBC told them that's the case. I know people, including I bet some of you, who to this day are absolutely convinced that Bill Clinton had people murdered. I know people who believe it to be true. I don't believe it to be true because there's never really been evidence to tie it. In this day and age, people are convinced coincidences can't be true and that everything must in some way be tied together. I've noticed among my friends, the people who are more math-oriented, have engineering minds, they're the ones who string all the dots together because random things can't be random. They've got to all be generated together. And part of the problem is we're in this Internet age where we find out so much information. There's so much information out there that people believe these things. Not not to get back on the subject, but do you all remember last year? In fact, we were getting phone calls from some of them. Some got mad at me. There was a list, and, and the data was uh, the, the massive disproportionate number of athletes who have fallen over dead after COVID. And there was a report circulated, and it had like the names. I want to say it was like 694, if I remember right, 694 names of athletes who got the COVID vaccine and dropped dead. And I actually got very curious about these 694 athletes and started looking. And it was really funny how so few of them you could even prove had the COVID vaccine. And also the number of athletes, particularly in soccer, who drop dead on the field every year is absurd. And people didn't know it was this very high number. Like basically thousands of people every year playing soccer fall over dead on the field, typically of heat stroke. And I had no idea. But this is a common thing. More common than it should be, you would think. And and people are like, oh, it's COVID. This wasn't happening before. And all it is is you have more information now. My favorite, though, literally my favorite is on this list of people. It's like 694 people who fell over dead. The one that I just love, literally the man fell over dead. He fell off a cliff in a marathon. He was, he was doing some uh, edge race in Wales where you run along the sides of the cliffs. And it's like a marathon race that they do, and the guy lost his balance and fell off the cliff. And he's on the list of people who dropped dead from the COVID vaccine. Like, this is bizarre. But you point it out, and some people are like, well, there were 694 people. You've disproven one of them. There are 693 people. Now disprove all of them. As opposed to realizing, yeah, maybe this isn't so. People want to believe things to be true. And there's always someone out there willing to sell you this stuff. The problem is it's the mainstream media more than anything else these days. They want you to believe it's the beginning of the end of Donald Trump, and it never is. They want you to believe these things. I, you know, I, I might as well find it and play it again because I love playing this video to particularly remind people on the left of just how often 
uh, they themselves have fallen into this, it's the beginning of the end of Donald Trump, and, and it's the great conspiracy theorizing of, uh, we, we've got him this time, we've got the guy this time, uh, breaking news, beginning of the end, the walls are closing in, it's, it's the stuff they do. They're doing, the right is doing it about Biden now. The Fox Newses, the Newsmaxes, the OANs, wherever you read, they're doing it about Joe Biden right now. And you got to understand, it's the same thing the left did about Donald Trump for four years. This is a montage of just the first year and a half of the Trump administration. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. This is the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. Breaking overnight bombshells. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way, no how. Breaking news. Absolute bonds. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombs. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Turning point. We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. It is. (laughs) I love playing that. Y'all, that was just the first year and a half of the Trump administration. And now the right media is doing the same thing with the Biden administration. You you do have to understand that. You may be whipped into it. You, You may be absorbed. So my grandmother and her best friend, Sybil Woodside, would watch General Hospital and Young and the Restless. My grandmother one time put Victor Newman from Young and the Restless, put him on the prayer list at church. They were engrossed by the soap operas. And they would sit, this was back in the day, you didn't have cell phones, you had the old AT&T black phone with the rotary dial on it. They eventually got the ones that had the push buttons uh, like we have now, but they would sit there and watch Young and the Restless and General Hospital together with the phones and commenting back and forth. And poor old Victor Newman, a fictional character, got put on the prayer list one time by my grandmother when I was a kid. 
And it's the same thing. We do that now with politics on the left and the right. And I, I try to do my best to be cautious and reasonable to give you what's actually going on as opposed to the salacious spin because I just feel like we all get played. We all get whipped into a frenzy and then nothing happens. We've had these big revelations about Hunter Biden and I think a lot of it's true. But then it turns out the whistleblowers have disappeared. We don't know where the whistleblower is. Where's the whistleblower? Who is the whistleblower? And like the the, the IRS agent is a legitimate whistleblower with legitimate concerns and legitimate issues. But now the U.S. attorney from Delaware says, well, not everything he said was true. And so now the right say, well, he's actually a hack by the Biden administration. Well, then why were you waiting for him to deliver a big bombshell? I just feel like we get played all the time. Our expectations are an indictment is coming any moment. It's a bombshell, bombshell, beginning of the end, tipping point. And it never happens. And I want to resist the urge to string y'all along with some fantasy narrative of what's happening when it might not actually be true. I would prefer to actually, well, be reasonable with you guys and how I approach these stories. So, Gracie, I'm sure you didn't mean for me to take up an entire 12 minutes answering your question on when are the indictments coming. I don't think the indictments are coming. I don't think they are. All right, we need to move on. Before I do, Jim, what do I need to tell them about? Ah, Eden Pure, that's it. Sorry, I don't have it written down today, and I should have, and, and Jim whispers in my ear, and I'm in the middle of a thought, and then I didn't hear him. So the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the three-pack, you can get them right now at EdenPureDeals.com. All you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, and you put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code ERIC. So what are they? Well, it's an air purifier. So it gets rid of the pollen, it gets rid of the dust, it gets rid of all the stuff floating in the air, but where it shines the way I use it, odor eliminator. So I was staying up at Barnsley Gardens, which is a great resort in North Georgia. I love to take my family, best golf course. I love to play this golf course. And they have fireplaces in the cabins and they were running the Eden Prevention Room. And I thought first, like, is this a joke? Are they running them because they know I sell them on radio, but they really use them because the fireplaces can sometimes, if people don't use the flu right in the cabins, leave a smoky odor. And the Eden Pure Thunderstorm wipes out that odor and leaves the air smelling fresh. Uh, my, my my friend Pam, who works with me at my flagship station, WSB, had an animal die in, in the wall, and it stunk, you know, that smell. And she used the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and it wiped out the odor. I use them same reason, and they're small. I keep it in my travel bag. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, E-R-I-C-K, my name, EdenPureDeals.com. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you want to buy a building, build a building, buy out a franchise, expand a franchise, buy out a business partner, all for your business. You need $250,000. The lenders are giving you a hard time. Well, First Liberty might be able to help you. It's what they do. It's what they specialize in, growing businesses. FirstLibertyGA.com. Doesn't matter whether you're in Bangor, Maine or San Diego, California, wherever, anywhere in the nation, they can help your business. FirstLibertyGA.com. Thanks to their continued sponsorship and friendship, I might add. The Frost are just super people. All right. We got to move on. We got other stuff. Uh, I I do want to play this audio for you real quick from John Barrasso, Wyoming Senator. Lindsey Graham has come out and suggested that he wants to go on and put NATO in Ukraine. The... A meeting for NATO is happening in Vilnius, and Lindsey Graham wants 
Ukraine into NATO ASAP. John Brasso, his Republican colleague in the Senate, said this this weekend. You know, every time I visit with President Zelensky, he brings up this issue. Uh, I think he may want to come out and should come out of this meeting seeing a pathway to joining NATO, what steps they need to take only after this conflict with Russia is over. I want to ask you quickly about the cluster munitions. Very controversial. A number of our allies have come out and said that they they ban these weapons. They don't think that we need to be supplying them, the U.S. to Ukraine. Um, Congress has had language in the defense appropriations saying that we can't send out these cluster munitions that have a dud rate higher than one percent, meaning some of these bomblets, some of the ordnance does not explode, but it's out there and somebody could happen upon it later and it could be tragic. It could be deadly for years to come. Um, the White House says that they're going to go around essentially you using the Foreign Assistance Act. Um, it's going to go beyond what Congress has said is that 1% limit. Is it usurping your power as a lawmaker and the, and the standard you've set for these weapons? Well, you know, I voted against that bill back, I think it was in 2009. I support the use of these weapons. Russia's been using them all along. Uh, I think this fills a gap that, uh, that the folks need in Ukraine in their battle. I wish they would have had them sooner. But, you know, right now, Shannon, the Congress, the House and the Senate are debating the National Defense Authorization Act. And they may, that discussion will probably be part of those debates as we come to votes in Congress again. I look. I don't have a problem sending munitions to uh, Ukraine, but I got to tell you, I'm getting kind of tired of reading story after story that we got supply chain issues and can't manufacture enough weapons. I We might need to fix that, y'all, because war with China is probably coming. We probably need to get our supply chain in order, including uh, bringing home metal manufacturing instead of leaving it to China. The, the idea that so many of our antibiotics and weapon systems uh, have basic components manufactured in China is absurd at this point, and we've got to be changing that. I don't see any real leadership from this White House. They claim leadership on it, but the problem's gotten worse. It hadn't gotten better. That in and of itself is a problem we got to deal with.